Hey guys, welcome to the Katie May Show. I am Katie May. I hope you are ready to keep it real and talk all things marriage because that is what I do. Thank you so much for joining me on the journey in the pursuit of having an awesome marriage and accepting nothing less for this one and only life we get to have here together. Let's do this. Hello, lovely people. Happy Monday. Um, If you don't know me, I am Katie May. I am the founder of this wonderful group of amazing women who are here to support each other and lift each other up in their relationships. And I am also the founder and CEO of Katie May Coaching. I am a relationship coach and I help high performing women achieve the intimacy and relationships that they truly desire. So, um, and yes, part of the reason why I love going live is to interact with you guys and also answer your questions live if that is possible. So I know I don't exactly do this on a regular basis. So it makes it kind of hard to catch them sometimes. (laughs) One day I'm going to do that one day. I'll be a consistent, but for now, something's better than nothing and I show up when I can. So that's how we're rolling. Um, if you are joining today, uh, I want to talk about a very uh, common topic and complaint that I hear from many of my clients and one of which that I absolutely lived through and experienced myself in my very own marriage is when you have the same fight over and over again and so i hear this a lot and this is really common and this is also a big reason why when you all come into this group you guys say one of the most common responses is you want to work on communication okay and i'm going to tell you something that's going to kind of disturb you or surprise you maybe is that when you're having the same fight over and over again communication is not what you need to work on. And the reason why that is, is because when you are trapped in say a cyclical conflict, this is, I call it a cyclical conflict because it is a conflict that happens all the time, a regular basis, whatever. And it is pretty much the same makeup. It may not even be the same topic, but it's the same reaction, responses, etc., or it may very well be the same topic. So I'll give you an example of this. I had a client whose husband would come home from a day at work. She also worked, but she worked from home because that's where she ran her business from. And he would come home and be extremely unhappy about the state of their home. They had kids, um, which did have care during the day, but managed to mess up the house in the very short amount of time that she was taking care of them. Now he would come home and he would just nitpick and make, you know, passive aggressive remarks about, you know, things left out or clutter in the home. And this would absolutely set her off and she would respond defensively, right? Like, something along the lines of, well, then you come, you hire a maid or you pick up something. And then he would defend himself 
and then it would just go chink, 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 and boom, right? So this is a super common thing to happen within couples. It's not an abnormal thing. It doesn't mean you guys are forever broken, but I will tell you that the reason why communication is not a factor here, yep, sorry, communication is a factor. It is not the foundational issue of why you keep having this argument over and over again and why you cannot resolve this is because no matter what happens, if let's just say at the end of that argument, it looks something like, wow, that really got out of hand. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that. And you even feel like it's somewhat resolved. Maybe you even feel like you've got some understanding of what happened there. And yet he would come home and do it again and say the same things and she would respond the same way. And the reason why this is, you guys, is because this is an indication that you are both in what's called, a, what I call a trigger cycle, okay? You guys are both triggering each other's deeper trauma, and in some way, this is serving you. Hear me out. I know this sounds wackadoodle, but hear me out, okay? When you find yourselves having a cyclical argument, you're triggering each other in the way that you are familiar with as, say, in your childhood. This can be a number of ways. See, what we do when we have unhealed trauma, we recreate what is most familiar to us. So I don't know if you guys caught this post a while back where I talked about if we have trauma in our lives, unhealed trauma, sorry, we recreate the emotions we felt the most as children in our adulthood. So if what your feeling was most as a child was chaos, in a, in, in a state of comfort or in a state of even achievement or wins relationally or in your business, you're gonna find some way to sabotage that. And it may be in an argument. It may be how you start conflict. So hear me out. Um, Gay Hendricks in the book called The Big Leap, he actually talks about this. Towards the end of the book in one of the chapters, Gay talks about this very phenomenon within couples of an actually statistics show that the more successful you are as a couple, the like higher likelihood that your satisfaction as a couple goes down. And it's like, wow, that's disheartening. No wonder there's all kinds of people out there with their limiting beliefs, sabotaging their own success to make sure that their relationship stays happy. There's so many people out there who were raised in a state of, you know, not from a successful family or maybe from a successful family with a miserable, you know, marriage that they witnessed between their parents and they on some level believe they're not worthy of or capable of achieving both. So, it isn't the fact that the money makes people less happy. It is exactly the fact that there are other elements in play between the couple that that causes more complications okay and it is also a huge part of this is the reason why like i'll give you an example let's just say like there was and he actually talks about this there was a couple he treated and they just had a huge win huge month for their business and they ran the business together and they came they came home they celebrated everything was great but on the way 
from the celebration to the home, they got in a huge fight. They got in a huge argument, right? And when he uncovered the reason for this, it all came back down to they had just experienced a huge win in their company. They'd never hit that milestone before. Now, what do we know about neuroscience? What do we know about our own internal nervous system when we achieve something we've never achieved before? Sure, there's that initial awesome, right? We're so excited. But if we have unhealed trauma or wounds within us, that is when those suckers come up and rear their ugly heads, whether we like them to or not. On a conscious level, we're happy. We're excited we just achieved this. But on our subconscious level, we're saying, oh crap, we this is not normal for us. I'm not okay with this, okay? Chaos, fighting, conflict, that's what I know. I need to stir some shit up, right? And that's exactly what you'll do or he'll do. So in these particular situations, when you find yourself stuck in this situation of, oh my gosh, I don't, I cannot have this fight, this argument one more time, Katie, what do I do to fix this? This is exactly why it takes one person to start to shift and can actually influence the breakdown of this toxic cycle that you guys are trapped in with this same fight. And it starts with you getting intentional about what it is dredging up for you. So for, for my client in her own, in her own self with a situation, it was that she was actually very threatened by him criticizing her for the home because she felt like it devalued her like she watched her dad devalue her, her mom growing up. So it struck a nerve so deep that whenever he would make these comments, it reminded her of those moments and she was unable to act in a rational state of thought. And she would respond aggressively, she would respond defensively and yeah, hey, you know what, He's uh, he is totally out of line, ladies, too. Like, this is, I wanna be just clear here. We're not siding with him, okay? That's not what I'm doing here. But if you wanna know how to single-handedly break this cycle for yourself, for him, it can start with just you being healthy in your responses. And yes, that does include communication, but we have to first get to the root issue. What is the deep hurt that is causing you to engage in this the same way over and over again, even though you know the end result? If you can get to that heart issue, if you can get to the real big, why does this impact me so deeply? Why can't I just walk away. Why is it that no matter how many books or podcasts I've read on, on, um, communication, when this happens, that all just goes out the freaking window. Okay. So ask yourself or get on the phone with a therapist or a coach or a really great friend who can ask you these tough questions and sit there and ask yourself what it is that this interaction reminds you of what does this what does his response what is he saying that is triggering you so deep and what does it remind you of back into childhood that you're now feeling in the present time 
That is the way you can start to say, see it from a rational point of view is to say, oh, okay, sure. Do you have a reason to be irritated that he's saying these things? Absolutely. That's not the point. The point is, is we're trying to break this cycle. So if we can get to the root of these issues, then that empowers you to actually effectively implement the communication standards that I teach, like the OBS method, right? Own your part, benefit of the doubt, seek to understand. All of those things, and anyone else you've learned anything from, you are able to actually implement that. So I'll show you an example of this is when she was able to get to that root cause and understand what was really happening for her, she also tapped into him and she knew a little bit about his childhood growing up and she knew that his mom was really controlling but also was very aggressive and would yell when she was upset. So guess what? he was actually triggering her to get that response because that was what he was most comfortable with, okay? This, guys, again, this isn't conscious crap. This is stuff that we do on a subconscious level we're not even aware of, but when you can go, oh, hey, the cyclical argument isn't like a doom and gloom situation. Hey, we're not gonna just sweep it under the rug. We're gonna just take it for what it is as a red flag for something deeper going on between both of us and we can look at it objectively instead of looking at it like, oh my gosh, if we address this, our relationship's gonna end or, oh my gosh, I can't have this fight again anymore so I just wanna avoid it. I don't even wanna talk about it anymore. And so then that is exactly the very gasoline on the fire that keeps these very fights reoccurring because you won't actually look at the deeper issue within, right? So in this particular situation, she was able to do that work with me and establish a level of healing through journaling and processing verbally. And when he did it again, she looked at him and she said, honey, are you okay? And her response, it was genuinely concerned because she knew that the thing wasn't the thing. She was able to step back and realize, oh, it wasn't really about her. It wasn't really about him criticizing her for the house because they both knew that that wasn't her responsibility. It was both of their responsibility and they were on the same page with this. That she was able to step back and look at it and go, man, he must've had a bad day at work. Something emotionally is going on with him that he's going to try to elicit this response and I cannot give that to him. So her response was concern. Instead of, oh, I gotta defend myself. Oh, I gotta protect myself. I don't feel safe right now. That was her little girl running the show. Now the adult version of her showed up and met him with concern because she could see past his criticism and see it for what it was. Now the first go round, I'm gonna tell you guys right now, this shit does not usually happen in one try, okay? It does take time and it does take consistency and there's setbacks and everything in between, but I'm telling you, sometimes it really can happen like really fast. And in his case, he was actually really receptive to this and it stopped him dead in his tracks just by her switching her response to, hey babe, like you seem really stressed, are you okay? He absolutely melted. 
he was he felt awful like in that very moment he took full responsibility he was like i'm so sorry i'm being a total you know i won't say it and i and you're right like i had this rough day at work today i don't really want to talk about it but i don't have any right to come home and start this all over again like like that it was freaking awesome she felt like she was flying on cloud nine now later on they were able to have a conversation and actually talk about why she was able to have that different response what she discovered about herself so she met him with vulnerability and said hey actually through the work i did with my coach i discovered this and this is why i usually respond to you in this way and how do you how do you feel about this and what do you notice about that you know is there anything similar to our responses that you pick up and he was able to say yeah actually reminds me of like my mom used to talk to my dad and they had this amazing sharing moment they had this amazing moment of true bonding and intimacy together because she was able to lead that with vulnerability and what she found out about herself and she was able to act in a vulnerable, compassionate way. Not tolerating his crap, guys, because that's not what I'm for, okay? Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Um, but she did meet him in a helpful, productive way. Now, let's say, I'm gonna take this a step for, further, and let's say this continues, because I have been in my own situation and with other women where the it doesn't quite happen like that, and it continues and he's say either verbally abusive, emotionally abusive and or can't come out of however he's responding to you. And in that case, it looks a lot like you could still meet him with initially that concern of, wow, I'm, uh, are you okay? You seem upset or is something bothering you because the way you're speaking right now is, is kind of hurting me or making me feel unsafe. And depending on his then response, if it is not something that is respectful, then a boundary could be set with, wow, I'd really love to be here for you because it seems like you're going through something at the moment, but I, I can't continue to stay here and endure disrespect. So if you want me to be here for you, you're gonna need to stop disrespecting me. And if you can't, then I'm gonna need to, I'll, I'll take a break and I'll leave the house for a bit or, um, you know, I'll, I'll go out back and give you some room because I'm not going to tolerate that. I wanted to throw that in there because I do realize that a lot of you guys are out there working your butts off and trying to make these changes and trying to implement change in your marriage, but that doesn't always go as smoothly as that did for my one client. And there are lots of different variables and elements that happen where boundaries have to be put into place because you should not tolerate disrespect or abuse of any kind at any point right and that is helpful for both him and you because if that is happening the, tolerating that is just simply enabling that behavior and then it really truly never will change or have a chance to change if you continue to ignore it or allow it to happen okay you're being just as much of a catalyst for that to keep happening all right, ladies, I hope this was helpful. Um, sit down in your journals, write this question down for yourself and ask yourself if there's that breakdown, that cyclical argument you guys keep having, ask yourself that question. When he says this, I feel this. When he does this, I feel this. Answer the, fill in the blanks, okay? What 
does this response, what does this interaction between him and I remind me of? Is there an instance from my childhood I can place a similar interaction with? Maybe it's just the energy. Maybe it's just the feeling that is familiar to you in your childhood. Identify that. If you cannot, if you're stuck, if you're wondering where this is coming from, that is legitimately what I do and how I walk my clients through these tough conversations and these hard things to navigate within themselves to benefit their relationships. Starts with us because we cannot possibly have the relationship we want if it does not first get great with ourselves here. We have to understand ourselves first in order to be able to translate and be there for other people, show up for other people in the way that we really wanna show up for them and vice versa, accept and receive the way they wanna show up for us. So um, do that homework, let me know how it goes. Of course, post your wins in the group. This is your space just as much as it is mine. I love you all, you guys are freaking amazing.